Let's sing this song together, Living Hope. You can stand, you can sit. Whatever you feel brings you closer to God in this moment as we continue to worship.
Is he your living hope this Easter Sunday? Come on, is he your living hope this Easter Sunday? Let's praise his name. I cast my... Let's try that again. Here we go. I cast my mind to Calvary. Come on, sing it out. Where Jesus bled and died for me, I see his wounds, his hands, his feet, my Savior on that cursed tree. Body bound and drenched in tears, they laid him down in Joseph's tomb. The entrance sealed by heavy stone, Messiah still and all the Oh, pray. 
Feel free to be seated. As we pray, we can come boldly before the Lord, knowing that he is our living hope. And it was on that day that these words changed history. The words that were spoken, he's not here. He is risen, just as he said. Let us pray. Father, we thank you that the greatest day in history was the day that you completed the purchase of our salvation. We thank you, Father, for the hope that we have, not just in your death, but your resurrection that sealed the promise of hope for us. Lord, we give you praise and we give you thanks because you are such an awesome God, such a big and mighty God whose power and authority is matchless. We thank you, O oh God, that it is because of what you have done that we can boldly come before you, that we can say that we have victory in Jesus. And we thank you, O oh God, for the confidence that we have to know that the God of the universe, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who holds all things in place, is the same God who desires to hear from us. And so, Lord, we come before you thanking you for who you are and all that you have done. We thank you, God, for the opportunity and the privilege to come into your presence, O oh Lord, and present our needs before you. And we know that there there are so many needs, and God, may you draw close to the many families who have been bereaved. May you indeed comfort, strengthen, and touch them. Lord, we pray for Brian Kaiser and for his family. Continue, Lord, to minister to them in these days ahead. Continue to help them, O oh God. Lord, we pray for the Shamshir family. Lord, may you draw close and strengthen them, encourage them, help them, Lord, as they prepare for the celebration of life. We pray, God, that you would bring back wonderful memories, but minister, Lord, to this family. And God, there are so many other needs. We pray that you would touch and that you would intercede for Victor Mercury in these moments. Lord, touch his body. Continue to sustain him and help him. Help him, Lord, to know that you are near. And we pray that you would strengthen his faith and confidence in you, oh God. Help him, Lord, as only you are able to do. Lord, may you go ahead of Karen Cassidy as she prepares for this knee surgery. We pray, God, that you would touch Touch her body, touch her knee, do for her what she needs, Lord, and help her, God. Help touch her and make her whole. Father, we continue to trust you for Jan Ong's needs. Lord, we thank you for Jan, and we pray that you would have your way in her life and in her body. Touch her as she prepares for surgery, and we pray, God, that your will would be done in Jan's life and in her body. Lord, we pray that you would continue to heal up and draw close to Ruth Adams and Bev Adams. We pray, God, that you would sustain Chandioki Singh and continue to help her in the days ahead. Father, for Nick Servinus, may you help him, O oh God, as, as he has his needs. We pray, Father, that you would continue to sustain Sheila Edwards and Evelyn Tennyson. Lord, we pray for Hillary Leston and Olga Gill. Lord, continue to help Carol Graham and Herma Campbell. 
Lord, we thank you for all that you have done and you are doing for Keith Gordon and Anthony Lindo. Continue to touch Amanda Tite's body and we pray for Norma Taylor that you would strengthen her. We pray, God, for her son, Ian Ferguson. Touch Ian's body. Do for him what he needs, oh God. Lord, we pray for Sonia Eccles and for Joan Wilson, for Vincent Freights and Dave Deeks, for Minnie Suqua and for Ina Walker. Continue to strengthen Janice Long-Alexander, Tilly Murray, Robert Buckle. We thank you, Lord, for Gloria and for her help and love with her brother. Lord, we pray for a special prayer on Derek. Lord, we may not know him, but you know him. And we pray that you would surround him, touch his body, bring complete healing to him work a miracle in his life that he needs and we pray that you would draw him to yourself and so God we thank you that we understand and we know that you hear us and we pray God for salvation for our family members and our loved ones we pray for healing we pray for restoration we pray that you would continue to work in their lives and in their minds and hearts Lord we continue to commit to you Mark and Jeremy me, Dennis. Help them, oh God. Help them as only you are able to do. For daughters Dexlana and Iswari, we pray, God, that you would help them, Lord. For Jermaine Wilson as he faces challenges at work. For Alec Prashad, for Cheryl Saunders, we thank you, oh God, that you know each one of us by name that you understand what it is that we need even before we ourselves know it. And so, God, we commit every need that is on our prayer list, that has been spoken, that is unspoken into your hands. We pray that you would come and that you would have your way. And, Lord, although the needs are so great, we look to you and we know that we serve an even greater and bigger God. And so, Father, help us to fix our eyes on you. Help us to focus on you, to magnify and glorify your name, to know that you are so sovereign, that you are seated on the throne, that you are alive forevermore. And so, God, we thank you for this opportunity to be in your house and to worship you. We thank you, Lord for all that we have because of you, the freedom, the forgiveness of sins, the salvation, the gift of eternal life. And Lord, we give you praise because we can celebrate that we are free indeed because of what Jesus has done. The grave no longer has a hold on us. We thank you, oh God, for who you are, for the victory that we have, and we claim that victory in the name of Jesus. We commit this service into your hands, and we ask for your blessing on it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Good morning, church family. Today's scripture reading comes from Matthew chapter 28, verse 1 to 8, and it's entitled, The Resurrection. And so I invite you to stand and read with me as the words are on the screen. And as we read, I want us to not just recite words as a big group, but actually declare this as the good news of Easter. So let's read together. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. 
there was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Church family, you can be seated, and I pray that you also are filled with joy by this truth. Amen. Thank you, Angela Nanquil. She is one of the young ladies of our church who is in seminary, preparing to be a full-time minister. Praise God. And it is our privilege now today to have Taylor Thompson share two beautiful music ministries with us. She is a, a gifted musician, friend of Kathy Ann Charles, that wonderful young lady who occasionally sings in our church. Taylor, would you come? And she has with her her wonderful daughter, Fallon, who's in Children's Church. God bless you. such an honor to be with you this morning. Praise the Lord, somebody. Yes. Hallelujah. I am surely filled with joy on today, and so I am so honored to be here to partner with you in worship and lifting up the name of Jesus and remembering the ultimate substitution that took place at Calvary, where he exchanged his life for mine. So we thank you, God, today for the mighty cross.
sometimes I stand at the back door and I'm saying good morning and they're going, no, it's afternoon. Well, welcome to Rosewood Church of the Nazarene. We're so, so very glad you're here today. And thank you, Taylor. Thank you for your beautiful song. And thank you for the reminder that we don't celebrate the cross, but the victory that was won on the cross by Jesus our Savior. That's what we celebrate today. Amen. Thank you, Taylor. Well, I would like to welcome back Jim Hernandez and his family. We are so happy to have you. If you don't mind standing or waving, they're in the back row on this side. Please stop and say hello. Good to see you back. We'd also like to welcome back the Kahn family, who take an almost entire row over the same side. Welcome back, Nora and Ahmed and family. So good to have you with us. I met Sita's daughter. I met, oh my goodness, I met so many people today. Thank you for coming, but thank you for bringing your family and those people that you love to church today. We're so happy to see you here today. For all of our guests who are visiting today, I just want to thank you for coming and to welcome you. We welcome you as brothers and sisters in the family of God. I also want to thank our worship team who did an amazing job leading us in celebration this morning. And a special thank you and welcome to Josiah from Campus Church, who came after his church service to play guitar. So welcome and thank you, Josiah. You know, we have a lot of young adults serving and worshiping with us today. And these young adults, most of them are in the midst of their end-of-course work. So if you see a young adult here today, please tell them that you're so grateful that they put aside their studies to worship Jesus and make him the priority. And then I ask that you would pray for them that that investment that they made today will be multiplied in their coursework as they work hard to end this course year strong. So thank you for being here, young adults, and we love you. If you have children under the age of four, we do have our nursery open. And if you have children four to 12 years of age, our children are having a special Easter celebration service downstairs. So if you don't know where any of that is, please talk to one of our ushers and they'd be absolutely happy to help you. Did you notice? that the decorations have Easter and spring now. Those ladies and the decorators, they're not letting us down. He is risen indeed. Praise the Lord. Thank you, ladies. All right, all right, this is my favorite part. It's birthday time, and we have birthdays this week. Today, not April 9th, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Charmaine Thompson. Happy birthday, Charmaine. And there should be a picture. Droopy Boodoo is having her birthday today. So happy birthday, Droopy. 
Ladies, you should be spoiled today. Just say Easter, birthday. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the double win. So tomorrow, a very happy birthday to Mirsa Sicherin. Now, Mirsa, am I allowed to say how old? I don't know. Is she back there? Oh, she's in New York with her husband celebrating her birthday. What a very happy birthday, Marissa. On the 12th of April, Joy and Jolie Davies. Now, for those of you in children's men, you'll get this one. Joie and Jolie Davies are turning 12. Happy birthday, girls! And on the 13th of April, a very happy birthday to Ian Forbes. Happy birthday, Ian. Now, I know I said this on Friday, but it doesn't get old. I would like to wish congratulations to Susan McKinley on the birth of her granddaughter, Hannah Gray McKinley Seeley, who was born Thursday, March 30th. Now, Susan, you're here. I saw you. Okay, Susan, can you stand? There she is. Susan, we are so happy for you and this miraculous baby girl, and wouldn't Dawn be dancing with joy? So happy for all of you. Congratulations. And, and I want to see pictures of Hannah. And Nancy, but Hannah. Sorry. Kids, you got to understand this. Once you have babies... You're just the driver. <laughs> Sorry. All right. We have people who are very special in our lives, and most of you have brought your special people today. But our prayers and our love go to those who have lost loved ones this week, and we'll be remembering them at funerals this week. For Mrs. Rani Shamshir, her visitation is today from 4 to 8 at Jarrett's funeral home on Kennedy Road, and her funeral will be tomorrow, Monday, at 11 a.m. at the Kennedy Road Church. This family, the Shamshers, was very significant in the life of the Kennedy Road Church when Pastor Nick was attending as a teenager and young adult, so there's, he will actually be doing the service. Also, our love and prayers go to Mrs. Elsie Mulford. This is Brian Kaiser's mother and family. As they are having her visitation on Friday, April the 14th, from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Holy Cross Funeral Home. And the service will be Saturday, April the 15th at 11 a.m. here at Rosewood Church with a visitation at 10 a.m. Just a note for those of you who attend Saturday morning prayer meeting, Pastor Nick told me that Ernie Hall decided to cancel prayer meeting this coming Saturday so that you could come and remember Elsie with Brian and Lisa and family. I have a few announcements. So, listen, I had to handpick. If you've seen the digital bulletin, you'll know there's a lot of stuff. So I only handpicked the stuff pretty much happening this week. Okay, can you give me a couple more minutes? Thanks. Thanks, Anita. I'm doing this for Anita now. Okay, today only, there is a free Easter 
Sunday streaming event of Jesus. Now, this is the sight and sound theater that many of you have gone to in Pennsylvania. But they're actually giving it for free if you want to watch it today. There'll be, it's, it's this, it's just amazing theater. So if you want the link, please check the bulletin and the link will be there. Starting tomorrow night from 7 to 8 p.m. on Zoom, we will be starting Monday Easter to Pentecost prayer meetings with Pastor Charmaine Koffler. And this will take us the 50 days through to Pentecost. And while you pray for your local church, your regional church, and the global needs, you will also be taught by Pastor Charmaine on how to do a breath prayer, where you breathe in and repeat scripture and breathe out and say scripture. And she'll be focusing on the book of John. So this is a free event. Please check the bulletin for the registration for information and links. Now, are you interested in learning more about the significance of baptism? Crickets. Okay. But if you are, you are invited to join the in-person baptismal class hosted by Pastor Lisa. And anyone interested in being baptized following the completion of this class will have the option of sprinkling or full immersion. This will be the first time we will be using our baptismal tank since COVID. The class is this Tuesday, April the 11th at 7.30 p.m. downstairs in the fellowship hall. There's a sign-up online and also there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Baptism will be taking place on Sunday, April the 16th, next Sunday, during our 11 a.m. service. I just wanted to remind you, ladies, that ladies' retreat registration is open. It'll be closing soon. It'll be June the 2nd to the 4th with Pastor Lisa as our speaker. So please see me if you have any questions. For youth, just finishing grade 8 and just finished to up to finishing grade 12, we have two spaces to go to NYC and Tampa Bay for July. This is... This is finishing on the 15th of April. The window is very, very narrow. So if you have a youth that would like to go to NYC, please speak to me after the service. Well, I have an opportunity for you to be a blessing. One of our young adults is looking for a place to stay in the summer. Now, he's currently a student living in residence at UTSC, University of Toronto Scarborough campus. But he needs summer housing from April the 27th through until the end of August. If you would like to bless him with a free room, that would be amazing. But he is prepared to pay rent. All right. So if you have a space or you know someone that might be interested, please contact our office. Oh, you're invited to a membership class. What is the Church of the Nazarene all about? What separates this denomination from all other Christian denominations? 
If you're interested in finding out more about the Church of the Nazarene and becoming a member, please join our in-person membership class hosted by Pastor Nick next Thursday, April the 20th from at 7.30 downstairs in the Fellowship Hall. New members are going to be welcomed into Rosewood Church membership on Sunday, April 23rd at our 11 a.m. service. I have two more events I just want to draw your attention to. This coming Saturday on the 15th at 8 p.m., the Cathedral Bluffs Symphony is performing again. Information in your bulletin. Please check it. It's amazing. And Tuesday, April the 18th, please put this in your calendar. If you are interested in joining the Holy Land Tour with Pastor Tina, there is an information session. Now, here's good news. This session will be both in person at the Village Church and it will be on Zoom. So please check your bulletin for the address and for the links to Zoom. Pastor Nick. Thank you very much, Pastor Cindy. Thank you very much. It's a joy to see all of you in the Lord's house today. And, and also it's a joy knowing that there are hundreds watching online. Praise God. Thank you for giving to World Missions. And I invite us today and the rest of this month to continue to give to World Missions. There are offering envelopes on the back of the seats. If you just use that and just check off Easter offering, that would be appreciated. Our goal by the end of this month is to give $60,000 for World Missions. Yesterday, when I was walking in the foyer, I found this beautiful ring, all right, beautiful ring. Maybe someone dropped it at our Good Friday service. Please see me after church in case it is yours, all right? Yeah, I, I certainly hope that we find the owner of it because it is just gorgeous. Thank you. All right, to our online viewers, online viewers, would you please be willing to give us feedback about the live stream by giving us a text message uh, when necessary? What I mean by that, by that is this. At our Good Friday service, for example, we discovered afterwards that the first 13, 14 minutes of the service, there was no volume for the on-stream viewers, which was not good. Uh, I, I want to ask, please, if you who are viewing the service would send us a message, send us a message to the church office, okay, uh, office at rosewoodchurch.ca, and tell us, tell us that you would be willing on Sundays to send us a, a text message. We will give you the phone number of the person you should send that text message to to say there is no volume or the volume is too low, whatever, so that, so that our technicians can correct the problem uh, as soon as possible. Would you do that? That would be a great big help and we would appreciate it. Well, a few weeks ago, we took a survey of our congregation. We asked the question, would you like us to continue to make masks mandatory or would you like us to make them optional? Uh, obviously for a long time we have made the masks mandatory for everyone's protection on account of COVID concerns. All right, the results of that survey are 75% of you said to please make the masks optional. 75% said optional. 24% of you said make masks, continue to make masks mandatory 
and 1% of you who turned in the survey didn't have any opinion, all right? So, as a result of what you told us in the survey at our last church board meeting, we made the decision to do this. Starting next Sunday, not today, starting <laughs> next Sunday, April the 16th, all right? Feel free to come to church either wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, okay? So uh, it, it's up to you, and you can sit almost, you can sit almost anywhere you want, with a mask or without a mask. However, however, out of respect for the 24% of the people who said they would still like the masks to be mandatory, out of respect for that wonderful group of people, we said that we are going to make the balcony on that side, the balcony on that side, only for mask wearers, okay? So if you want to be in a section where everyone is wearing a mask, then please sit in the balcony up there. Now, most of you know that I've been on the platform here, and I'm always spying to make sure that everyone was wearing a mask. And if you weren't wearing a mask, I came down, had a nice talk with you, right? All right? So I'm going to be looking up there, and if I see someone who is up there without a mask, I, I'm, going to, I'm going to make sure that you write a $1,000 check to everyone in that section of the balcony. You got it? All right. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, my, wife, my wife probably knows I'm not kidding. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, my friends, thank you for giving to the Lord's work, for your tithes and offerings. The plates, the plates, offering plates are at the back of the sanctuary, in the balcony and on the main level. Kindly leave your offerings there and the world mission offering, please. Those of you viewing online, please send your tithes and offerings by e-transfer to offerings, offerings at rosewoodchurch.ca. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you indeed for this time of worship. Thank you, Lord, for the gathering of your people, not only in, in this church, but in churches across Canada, to honor and worship Jesus, King of kings, Lord of lords. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. And now we're grateful to have Sister, Sister who? Did you get her name earlier? Sister Taylor. Right. All right. Come, Taylor, please.
And God's people said, Amen. Amen. I really appreciate the fact that she, lo she learned all the music lessons from me wisely. And <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you and little Fallon. Amen. Amen. My friends, Easter is awesome. Yeah. 
Easter is awesome. Say awesome with me. Awesome. Say it again. Awesome. All right. Turn in your Bibles, please, to the Gospel of John. Gospel of John, chapter 20, would you? Where we will discover some awesome truths. Last Christmas, our theme was, at least in the sermons I gave, our theme was, Christmas is awesome. And I gave you many reasons from the Holy Bible why Christmas is awesome. And today, today you will see how and why Easter is awesome. Awesome, by the way, for those of you who maybe are not familiar with the word, awesome means Great, uh, wonderful, fantastic, excellent, tremendous, beautiful, inspiring, and more. Let's read from John 20. If you're able to stand, let's stand, please, for the reading of God's Word. Go ahead and stand. And I'm reading from the New International Version today. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw, saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned around, she turned toward him and cried, cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this holy, 
holy portion of your scripture. Open up our minds and hearts now to truths that you want us to know and to experience, to be blessed by and challenged by, inspired by, and to act upon. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Please feel free to be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen, amen. I want us to pick out, my friends, the truths which might pertain to each letter, to each letter of the word awesome, awesome. And no, I'm not going to be too long. No, I am not. All right? But I, I want you to know that Easter is awesome because the A, the A in awesome, all right, is for assurance. Assurance that Jesus' victory over the grave means death is not the end for you and me. Say that word, assurance, okay? The whole chapter of the Gospel of John, where we just started to read, chapter 20, tells us that Jesus rose from the dead. And elsewhere, in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verse 6, our Holy Bible says that the angels at the tomb declared to the women, why? Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. In other parts of the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 15 says, We have testified, we have testified about God that he raised Christ from the dead. And 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 22 tell us beautifully that Jesus' victory over the grave means death is not the end. It is not the end for you or for me. 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 22 tells us, But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Pause. What? What is that statement saying? For as in Adam all die. What is that referring to? Well, it's referring to the story in Genesis chapter 3, where as a result of Adam's sin, as a result of Adam's disobedience to the Lord, death came into the world as its direct consequence and penalty. As a result of Adam's and Eve's sin, we have what is referred to as the fall, the fall of mankind. And now in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 21 and 22, however, it beautifully, beautifully tells us, for since death came through a man, Adam, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man, Jesus. For as in Adam... As an animal die, so in Christ all we will be made alive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, Dr. William Barclay beautifully declares this. The resurrection of Jesus was a sign of the resurrection of all believers which was to come. Glory be to God. My friends, you see, all had sinned in Adam and so all were we're under the penalty of death. With the coming of Christ, 
that chain was broken. Just as we were all involved in the sin of Adam, who was first created, believers are now all involved in the victory, in the victory of Christ's resurrection. That's why Easter is so important. And so we, we can shout with the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 55 and 57. We can say, where, where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen indeed. And because Jesus' victory over the grave means death is not the end for you or me, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 declares, Our citizenship is in heaven. Amen? Why don't you say that with me? Say it. Our citizenship is in heaven. All right, let's try this side over here. Hey, our citizenship is in heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ultimately, you and I might be a citizen of Canada or whatever country, but ultimately our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. First Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4 say, Praise, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never, that can never perish, spoil or fade, kept in heaven for you. Amen. Beloved, on this Easter Sunday, I know, I know there are many of you who are thinking about dear family members who in recent weeks, months, or years have died. Many of them believed in Jesus Christ. That's the good news. And I want you to be encouraged today knowing, knowing that Jesus' victory over the grave means death was not the end, was not the end for your husband, your wife, your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, your brother, sister, uncle, aunt, or friend, be encouraged with the good news that your loved one is with the Lord in heaven. On this beautiful Easter Sunday, be encouraged knowing that you too can look forward to heaven. Are you looking forward to heaven? I hope you are. We should look forward to heaven and praise God. Praise God. Heaven is real. So that's the A in awesome. Easter is also awesome because the W, the W in awesome can stand for we are inspired to personally believe in the risen Jesus. We're inspired. Here's what inspires me to make that statement. First, we see the risen 
Jesus revealing himself to Mary. Mary is at the tomb crying. Here is how the dialogue went between Jesus and Mary. In John 20, verses 15 and 16, Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. And then verse 18, Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and and she told them that he had said these things to her. The risen Jesus revealed himself to Mary. And then we see the risen Jesus revealing himself to the disciples. When we move further along in John 20, at verse 19, it says, On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. And then a week later, a week later, the risen Jesus revealed himself to Thomas. And you can read about that in John 20 from verses 24 to 31. I, I want you to notice, I want you to notice what John chapter 20, verse 31 says. Verse 31 says, But these, these are written that you may believe, believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. My friend, with Mary, the risen Jesus revealed himself in a way that made sense to her. With the disciples and with Thomas and with others, Jesus helped them to personally believe in him. Jesus wants to help each one of us. Jesus wants to help you and everyone else to personally believe in him. Someone might say, but Pastor Nick, I wish Jesus would appear to me like, like he appeared to Mary and like he appeared to his disciples, to Thomas, to the Apostle Paul, and to others. If that is what you need, then I would say, Jesus, do do for him or her what they need. Lord, do it. But I want, I want to also remind you, I want to remind you of what Jesus said to Thomas in verse 29. Thomas, who said, who said you know, unless I can put my fingers in, in, in the holes where he was nailed, I, I won't believe. Jesus said to Thomas in verse 29, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed, blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. Wow. Blessed are those who have not seen me and yet have believed. 
That's the New International Version. Uh, another translation, New Living Translation, puts it like this. Jesus said to Thomas, You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who haven't seen me and believe anyway. Many of you came to church today as sincere believers in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Others of you came perhaps not knowing what you believe. But today, I encourage you to make the most important decision of your life. I encourage you to start to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that, the, and that he, by believing, you will have life, and you will have life eternal in his name. I would say to you, it is awesome that Jesus wants to help each one of us to personally believe in him. Amen? Amen? Let's move on to this third beautiful truth, to the E in awesome. Easter is awesome because the E reminds us that Jesus is eager. Jesus is eager to help us with our tears. Yes. In John chapter 20, verse 15, when I hear Jesus say to Mary, why, why are you crying? Why are you crying? It reminds me that Jesus is concerned about hurts that bring tears to your eyes and to mine. Someone has said that tears are liquid pain. Tears are liquid pain. In fact, it was Herbert Lockyer who said that. One day, one day a little girl was late getting home from playtime. And when her mother asked her where she had been, she explained that her friend had fallen and had broken her very special doll. And the little girl continued her explanation and said, Mommy, I, I stayed. I stayed to help her. How did you help her? asked her mother. Well, I just sat down and helped her cry. I just sat down and helped her cry. Many times in our lives, knowing that someone cares about our tears is such a big help, isn't it? Amen? Jesus wants to help you with your tears as well. There are many events that bring tears to your eyes and mine, aren't there? I wonder if there, there was some tear-causing event that prompted Elisha Hoffman to write the hymn, I Must Tell Jesus. He says, I must tell Jesus all of my trials. I cannot bear these burdens alone. In my distress, he kindly will help me. He ever loves and cares for his own. I must tell Jesus. I must tell Jesus. I cannot bear 
my burdens alone. Amen. I wonder if there was some other special tear-causing event that inspired Joseph Scriven to write, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. By the way, by the way, I do know that occasionally, occasionally, sometimes, tears are, are, not, are not liquid pain. For example, I heard the story of two lovers, two sweethearts, who were sitting on the front porch. The young man noticed the tears were streaming down his girlfriend's face. He said, what's the matter with my little sweetheart? What's the problem? I'll kiss, I'll kiss those tears away. That's something that Anthony would say. <laughs> yes, Anthony, he's just like that. Anyway, this, this dear fellow said, what's the matter with my little sweetheart? I'll kiss those tears away. And after kissing a few times, he noticed, he noticed that she was still crying, still crying. And he said, won't anything stop those tears? And she said, it's hay fever, sweetheart. It's hay fever, darling. But, but keep up the treatment, keep up the treatment. May our risen Jesus help you with your tears, whatever would be the cause of them. Amen. And then we come to the S in awesome. The S in awesome is for the Lord is so concerned to help us overcome our fears. All right? He is so concerned. To help us overcome our fears. If you look at John 20, verse 19, that's where I see this truth. Verse 19, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked, locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. These disciples had seen Jesus whipped, beaten, and crucified. Would the mob, would the mob or the military come after them as well? They had good reasons to be afraid. But the Bible says in verse 19, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Some of you, some of you are living with a fear of something or for some reason. 
Some of you, some of you might be inclined to even say, Pastor Nick, what, what, you know, what, what do you really know about fear? I've always known you to, a, a, to be a brave man. What do you know about fear? Well, as some of you know, some years ago, a doctor said to me, Mr. Stavropoulos, you have a very abnormal growth the size of a woman's fist in your colon. It is cancerous, and we must operate as soon as we can get you into an operating room. I had a major operation that was closed up with 26 staples. Staples. Some of you know what those are. <clears throat> and I'm not talking about the kind we use in the office. But they are staples. I could have been filled, I could have been filled with fear. But in a way that I still honestly cannot fully explain, the Lord calmed my fears and said, Peace, peace be with you. As others of you know, in the last six years or so, our son, Jeremy, he's my favorite son. <laughs> he's Pastor Cindy's favorite son, too. And of course, we can say that because he's our only son. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy needed to have two, two of the most major heart operations any human being could have. And during his last heart operation, I remember praying. I, re I remember praying. And I said, Lord, when Jeremy was a baby, when Jeremy was a baby, we dedicated him to you. Lord, Jeremy and his life, his life is in your hands as he goes through this very big operation. And God's peace came upon me. A few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I was entering a hospital not far from here to see a couple of patients. When, when a couple shouted out just at the entrance of that hospital, they shouted out, Pastor Nick! And I, I was surprised they recognized me with the COVID mask that I had on. And as we began to talk, they reminded me they, they reminded me that it was probably about 25 years ago, 25 years ago when we, we last crossed paths. And they told me of how soon after, soon after they, they were, soon after they were in one of our church services, they went overseas to a mission field. And the woman reminded me of how in the last service, that they attended here at Rosewood Church when we were at the other previous location, our previous site. She reminded me of how when they attended that last service, she spoke of how I had preached that Sunday about overcoming our fears. And she reminded me that I had preached on Jesus' words, peace be with you. And then she told me of how 
when they arrived on the mission field, they faced many problems and dangerous situations. And the Lord kept bringing back to her mind and her husband's mind the words of Jesus, peace be with you. And they made it through many of the hardships and tough times on the mission field. My friends, whatever fearful situation you might be facing, may Jesus come and stand amongst you and say to you, when the lights are on, peace be with you. When the lights are off, amen. Uh, that was just an exclamation point by the Lord, by the way. <laughs> and then the S, the S in awesome stands for so concerned to help us overcome our fears. So concerned to help us overcome our fears. It will take a moment for our technicians to boot up all of the electronic stuff and to get the uh, live stream going once again. Amen. S is for so concerned to help us overcome our fears. And then Easter is awesome. And the O in awesome can stand for the overwhelming Overwhelming compassion and love of Jesus. Here's where we see the overwhelming compassion and love of Jesus. In John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 17, it says, it says this. It says, Jesus said to Mary, Jesus said, Do not hold, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. That's what he said. And then in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, verse 6 and 7, the angel of the tomb said to the women, you are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Now, some of you are thinking, Pastor Nick, where in the world do you see the compassion and love of Jesus in those verses? Where? Here's where. All right? Technicians, if, if you're able to show John chapter 20, verse 17 again, that would be helpful. I want you to notice how when Jesus, when Jesus was speaking to Mary, he said, Go instead to my brothers. Go to my brothers and tell them. I want you to notice, if, if you've got your Bible open, 
Underline that word, brothers. Go to my brothers. Why is that so important? Because when Jesus was arrested, they all deserted him. They had said they would never leave him or forsake him, but they did. And when Jesus was crucified, the only disciple that we know of who was at the crucifixion scene was John. Think about this. Knowing how badly the disciples let Jesus down, you, you, might, think, you might think that Jesus might have said to Mary, go, go and tell those cowards, go and tell those scoundrels, tell those useless, faithless, no good for anything disciples that I am alive, but I never want to see them again. My friends, the compassion and love which Jesus showed to his very disappointing disciples is the same compassion and love which he has for you and me. We too have disappointed him. May the Lord's compassion and love draw you to himself. To himself. The O in awesome is for overwhelming compassion and love and love of Jesus. Now we come to the M in awesome. M is for the marvelous, marvelous promise that Jesus keeps his word. M is the marvelous promise that Jesus keeps his word. Look at John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 8 and 9, where it says, Finally, the other disciple, that's John, who, who had reached the tomb first, I kind of wonder if John was bragging a little bit here, you know. He, just a thought. He reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw, he saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Now notice further in Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, verses 5 through 8, which further shows that Jesus keeps his word. In, in Luke 24, beginning in verse 5, it says, why don't you read it in unison with me? I believe you see it on the screen, right? All right, read it. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Because Jesus keeps his word, number one, we are assured of his presence. Jesus said, I am with you always. Gospel of Matthew 28, verse 20. Because Jesus keeps his word. Secondly, we are assured we can, we can be made holy. Jesus prayed, sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. I encourage us 
to earnestly pray, Lord, sanctify me through and through. Purify my heart. Make me holy from within. Transform me from within to be the man, the woman you want me to be. And because Jesus keeps his word, thirdly, we are assured of life after death. Jesus said, read it with me, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? My friend, do you know for certain that you are going to heaven? You can know for certain by repenting of your sins, believing in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died on the cross to pay the price for your sins and mine, and by committing or dedicating your life to Jesus and saying, Lord, I live and will live my life for you, fully dedicated to you. And so M in awesome is for the marvelous promise that Jesus keeps his word. He keeps his word. And he says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And then Easter is awesome. And the last E in awesome can stand for this, can stand for this, my, my dear friends. E is for exciting truth, that God's power, that God's power which raised Jesus from the grave is available to you and you and you and you up in the balcony and you online viewers, you radio listeners, is available to you and me. In the Bible, in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 19 and 20, it says, I pray that you will begin to understand how incredibly great his power is to help those who believe him. It is, listen to this, it is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. It is that same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. What is this power? It is the power of God's Spirit in your life and mine. What does that mean for you and me? Well, since God's power could raise a dead Jesus, his power can raise a dead marriage. Amen? If God's power can raise a dead person, he can raise a dead career. If God's resurrection power can raise a dead Jesus, he can raise a dead dream that you've had. He can give you power to persevere when you feel like giving up. God has the power to help you overcome, to overcome hurts, habits, and hang-ups which holds you back. God's power, which raised Jesus from the grave, is available to you and me. My friends, Easter is awesome because 
I want you to look at all the points now. Look at all the points on the screen. A is for assurance that Jesus' victory over the grave means death is not the end for you and me. W, we are inspired to personally believe in the risen Jesus. E, eager to help us with our tears. S, so concerned to help us overcome our fears. O, overwhelming compassion and love of Jesus. M, marvelous promise that Jesus keeps his word. And E, exciting truth that God's power which raised Jesus from the grave is available to you and me. Easter is awesome! Amen! I want to encourage you to take out your phones. Most of you have phones of one kind or another. And I, I want you to turn on your photos. Turn on the photo department. Well, the camera. The camera, sorry. My wife keeps me straight on some of these things. So turn on the camera in the photo department. <laughs> All right, and I want you to take, I want you to take a photo of the summary so that in the days ahead, you can review and say, yes, yes, Easter is awesome. Easter is awesome. And review the truths. Review the truths as to why Easter is awesome. And give God glory and praise because, because Easter is awesome. I'm going to take, take a shot myself here. Amen. And you ought to take also some beautiful shots of all the decorations that Sonia and Pat blessed us with. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the many truths that inspire us to believe that truly Easter is awesome. Unto you be all the honor, glory, and praise. Lord, someone listening today needs the assurance that Jesus' victory over the grave means death is not the end for us. Lord, others need to be inspired to believe in the risen Jesus. Help them to come to faith and trust in Jesus. There's some here, Lord, who've been shedding many tears recently. And you remind us, Jesus reminds us, that you are eager to help us with our tears. And you are also wanting to help us overcome our fears. Lord, some folks listening today are wrestling with some serious fears. Oh, I pray, 
I pray that you would walk into their life, their situation, and say, fear not. Fear not. Peace be unto you. And our Father, someone here today needed to be told that, that you, uh, you have incredible compassion and love for them. Lord, surround them with your compassion and love, would you? And thank you for your marvelous, marvelous promise that you keep your word. Oh, dear Lord, how wonderful also it is to know that God's power, which raised Jesus from the grave, is available to us. Father in heaven, whatever challenge, whatever situation different individuals are facing, would you help that man, that woman, that young person, that child, to believe that God's power, by your power, they're able to experience victory. And how good it is to know that ultimately you have made available the forgiveness of sins to all of us, that we can be forgiven, adopted into your family, and know for certain that our eternal home is in heaven with Jesus. Truly, Easter is awesome. Through Christ we pray, amen, amen. Would you stand, please? Would you stand? And as we sing this beautiful hymn, those of you who wish to come and find a place of prayer, you come, you come. Maybe you're the one who needs assurance today that Jesus' victory over the grave means death is not the end for you and me, that your loved one who had their faith and trust in Christ is in heaven. You feel free to come and kneel or stand around the altar and pray. Or you come and pray about whatever, whatever is the need in your life. But above all, if as yet you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, this Easter Sunday is a great day to say, Lord, I repent of my sins and I give you my heart and my life. Come into my heart. Come and we can pray together as you wish. Let's sing. Let's sing this beautiful song. Amen.
matter what tomorrow brings, because he lives. I'm not afraid. All fear is gone, because I 
the future and life is worth the living just because he lives amen praise the lord praise the lord let us pray father we thank you that because you live, we can face tomorrow and the tomorrows to come. Truly, Lord, Easter is awesome for all the reasons that have been spoken of and so much more. May you bless your people, O oh God. May you remind each one that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is available to each one of us through the power of your Holy Spirit. And so empower your people as we leave this place and as we go out into this world. May we be excited, Lord, to spread spread that hope, to spread the good news, and to spread that message of love. And so bless each one, and we thank you for them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, my friends, and we wish you and your family a wonderful Easter. Take care. Amen.